1: It's time for the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferenc Stoth. In an era of chaos, confusion, and craziness, Ference is a voice for common sense. As a financial literacy educator, speaker, and entrepreneur, Ferrance cuts through the noise to help us understand how current events affect our money, economy, and our freedom. Now, here's Ferenc Stoth.
2: Welcome to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ference, and we're starting off a new year. I know this past year for a lot of people has been difficult challenging in many ways, economically, certainly, and other ways, seeing the direction our country is going, the leadership that our government has, has frustrated a lot of people. I understand. I agree, and I'm living it also. I'm with you. But as challenging as things are in our country, I just want to share a thought to start this year off, and that is God is faithful. He's been with you through the good and bad times, whether you realize it or not. And frankly, whether you really believe it or not. And the thing I, the message I want to share, and I'm, I'm, for, I just know this is for somebody out there, this is important that no matter what happens in 2024, he will be there. He will be there for you. And as our country continues to have political and economic challenges, there are many people questioning the role of our government and the influence that they have and the directions that they're taking and the policies that they're doing. We need to be like the Good Samaritan, and here's why. If you run across somebody who's open to listening or is starting to question maybe the beliefs that they have had, we don't need to care what people did previously if they're starting to realize and wake up and know what's going on out there. We don't need to really be too concerned about what they did believe or even who they voted for. We need to stop, listen, lift them up, encourage them, and educate them, of course, and then welcome them to join us to help save our country. That is ultimately going to be the solution. And I know it's going to be difficult sometimes because some of these people are folks that you know, even friends, family even. Many of these people attacked you for your beliefs. I know the the shot, the COVID shot, divided many people, divided many families. Yet more and more I'm seeing people question the validity and what we were told about all of that and are coming around, if you know what I'm saying. But, of course, there were some very... Nasty attacks on the unvaccinated, you know, they were blamed for for the pandemic continuing. And there was a lot of that type of stuff that went around. But again, facts don't lie. And eventually the truth does come out. And we're seeing that each and every day as time is going forward. So again, if you're running across somebody, instead of beating him over the head and sta- stating, I told you so. Now, those that are unrepentant, those that continue to buy into the propaganda and will not listen. You know, just in, I my advice is if they're not willing to listen, they're not willing to be coachable, they're not willing to open, they just want to argue and fight or justify, the best thing to do is just ignore them. Don't let those type of people ruin your day and ruin your life. It's it's not worth it. And unfortunately, some of those people could be someone that is or formerly was close to you and that's the sad reality of of where we're at as a country if you see an opportunity if there's some questioning on their part some softening of their ideas or where they stood or their beliefs they're they're coachable that's the word i've always shared that i've always felt is the most important quality in a person to be to have some humility and be coachable because no one knows everything. None of us do. And if you have that, like I said, stop and listen. Lift them up, encourage them, and educate them because Thomas Jefferson said it probably best when he said the necessity to maintain a democracy, you have to have an educated electorate. Education is the key. I've shared that on this message, on this show now for years, literally, that we need to educate people. And again, that's why to start the year off, 2024, why do I do what I do? This is a financially focused show. And I do focus a lot on financial issues. I also focus a lot on current event, political policies, and different things that are going on. Why? It's really quite simple. Many of these policies are impacting our finances, our money, directly, some indirectly. And it's important to understand that. So it gives it a little bit of a twist. There's plenty of political shows out there. I listen to some myself. There's great political and opinion pundits out there that are very eloquent and do a great job making their points. I just feel like I have the a somewhat unique background of the financial background with the ex- life experiences that I've had from – Everything from being first generation, my dad escaping from the Soviets, literally risking his life, to become a legal immigrant here. And if you want to talk about legal, uh, I should say, immigration, talk to a legal immigrant what they feel about what's going on. That will open your eyes. To serving in the military because I appreciated the opportunities that this country gave me and my family to being a business owner, an entrepreneur, I've owned several businesses, to being a chairman of the board of a bank in formation, an FDIC-insured bank for a couple of years, and being in the financial industry and owning an, an agency for the last 20 years. I have some unique experiences that I'm able to share, and that's why I do this and educate people and help them understand really what's going on, which helps them make better money decisions, economic decisions, which is part of their life. Now, that's not the only thing that's important. And I'm going to share today my wheel of life discussion. This is something I've done for over 20 years now. Usually, the first of the year is when a lot of people make New Year's resolutions and goal setting and all that. And we all know that me- most New Year's resolutions, most goals are failed very quickly. Very few people actually succeed in accomplishing any of the goals they set, frankly. And it's very sad because if you follow a very simple but proven process, you can accomplish the goals that you have set for yourself. How do you do that? Well, the best way I have found, and this is one of the things that has made one of the biggest impacts of my life ever, and I learned this 25 years ago, I was listening to Peter Daniels at the time. He was, at the time, the second richest man in Australia. Very successful, had written a number of books. But he discussed the thing that changed his life the most, and it was something called the Wheel of Life. Now, this is nothing new. It's been around for decades. You can go online and look up Wheel of Life. It's very easy to do. But if you would just take a moment, and visualize for a minute typically six to eight areas of your life that are important to you. Now, that can be different for everyone, but a few are pretty consistent for everyone. For example, health. Health obviously is an important issue for anyone who is alive. If you're not healthy, it doesn't matter how much money you have. You want to be healthy. Uh, You can't enjoy life without health. Obviously, economic or career, business, whatever; those are kind. That's an important area for most people. Relationships, things like that, are typically a very important part of life, or your family, or or maybe some other areas. But big, I should say, probably the big four is health, relationships, money, career, whatever you want to call it, and uh, relation. What I say? I said, oh, spiritual, spirituality. If you ignore some of these areas, the well, first thing I want to say before I get there, this is so important. Again, the smart thing to do, way to make a difference, to improve, make this a, a banner year, if you will, is just draw a circle and then like make spokes of the circle. And again, each of the, so you have something that looks like a pie and you can have like six or eight pieces of that pie. And again, you want to mark what some of these areas are. What you want to do is pick, Again, six or eight areas of your life that are important to you. And again, I would venture to say health is obvious for everyone. And money, you have to have money to live on. That's just the reality of the world we live in. Relationships and spirituality are are the top or four that's probably common or should be in common for everyone. There's some other areas you could put in there, friends, fun, family, love. Those are some other ones you could put in there. There's other options out there. You can even make it more specific, for example, um, like colleagues or team member or, friend. you know, let's say here's here's one that I think is going to become really important for a lot of people is community. What are you going to do? How are you going to get involved to make a difference for this country and your community, for example? I think that's going to be an important one. You can make your partner as one, that type of stuff. Again, I think you get the idea. Pick six or eight areas, again, that are, are, are important to you. Draw a circle, like I said. Don't cut it up like a pie with six or eight pieces of pie and put one of those items in there. We're going to focus today a lot on the money part. I'll hit on some of the others as we discuss because, again, it's a financially focused show. But please understand, anything I'm sharing would apply to any of the areas of your life. They're all equally important. And I'll share more with you why that is the case in a bit. But the first step, again, is drawing the circle. You've got the pieces of the pie. You've identified each slice of the pie, six or eight slices, where you these are six or eight areas of your life that are important to you. Now, once you've done that, then the next step is equally as important, is rate each of these areas of your life from a scale of 1 to 10. Obviously, 1 being the worst, 10 being the highest. Only you can do this. You have to be honest with yourself. On a scale of 1 to 10, health is an easy one, for example, to identify where is your health. How healthy are you versus where you would like to be or where you could be, ideally. What would if Ideal health, obviously, would be a 10. Where are you? Are you a 5? Are you a 7? Are you a 2? You Only you can answer that question. Each of those areas, put a number by it. So You've got six or eight areas of your life, health, money, relationships, whatever, and then you've identified a number on each of those areas of your life. Now, the next step, there's there's only a handful of steps to this. It's not difficult, so please bear with me, but it's going to make a difference. It's going to make a true difference if you actually do this. So the next step is then draw a circle around each of those areas, now, if you, all of your areas were, say, sevens, more or less, your six or eight areas, you would have a pretty round circle, okay? If you had some areas that were, say, an eight and others that were a two, you're going to notice it's going to be a very uneven circle. If it was a wheel, that's why we call it the wheel of life, if you were to take this and put it on a car, wheel looked like that and had some eights and twos, that's going to be a very bumpy ride. It's going to be a very a flat tire, if you will, right? I'm going to encourage you to stay tuned with me in the next segment because I'm going to share with you why why this is so important and how to address it, how to improve it to make your life smoother, better, more fulfilling going forward. So 2024 could be a banner year, certainly make it better than 2023 was. So really, I encourage you to stay tuned.
1: Stay tuned for more common sense from Ferentz. For more information, contact parents at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferentz Toth. Want more information? Contact Ferentz at 866 268 4422 or yourpersonalbank.com that's 866 268 4422 Now back to the show with Ference Tóth
2: Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank show this is Ference. So today we're discussing the wheel of life This is a disc- talk that I've done for over 20 years now I've kind of become rather famous for it I've always done it on like the first first week of the year and I did used to do this for my sales staff in my companies that I've owned over the years. I've shared this at different workshops and th- kinds of things like this. And actually, it's been the most requested discussion I've probably ever done, even from those who have heard it multiple years in a row, would request, hey, are you going to do the Wheel of Life uh, and goal-setting session again? And so I've ended up doing it each year, and today we're sharing that. And if you miss in the first section se- segment, I'm sorry – I would strongly recommend going to YourPersonalBank.com. That's my website. And you can listen to this or any of the previously recorded shows. And this is going to be listed as Wheel of Life goal setting. So it will be very obvious. Each show has its own topic. So, again, you can go to YourPersonalBank.com and check out, listen to previously recorded shows and listen to this or any any of the shows that interest you. There's several years of shows there. We set up the Wheel of Life. We've picked six or eight areas of our life that are important, like health, money, relationships, et cetera. And then we've measured. So you have something that looks like a pie with six or eight pieces, right? And each of those, now we've uh, measured, we've given ourselves a number from one to ten on how we are to compare to where we would like to be for our health, our money, our relationships, those type of things. And then you draw a circle around there, and that gives you the circle. Now, again, as I was starting to say in the last segment, if you're – each of your areas of your life are relatively similar. Let's say they're all six, seven, eights, or something like that, for example. You're going to have a relatively round wheel. You put that on a spoke, it's going to roll down the road, and it's going to go down the road with a minimal of bumping, fairly smooth ride. That's a person that, you know, when they say their life is balanced, that's what we're talking about. That person's life is fairly well balanced. So they're going to have a lot of Issues, they're not gonna have a lot of ups and downs, not not gonna have a lot of stress per se, and their life's gonna be, like I said, fairly balanced. Now there's some there's some uh strengths and weaknesses to this. One, if all of your errors are let's say twos, okay, you've got a well-balanced life, but you've got a really, really small wheel, which means you're not gonna go get very far very fast. Because, you know, your relationships, your health, your money, all, all that are twos. Obviously, you're you have a low-stress life, but you're not going to get anywhere. What I would recommend to that person is trying to move it from two to, say, eight is not realistic. In fact, your goal should be is to pay, identify certain areas that are lacking and move it up one. That is a very realistic goal. So if you're at twos everywhere, well, you probably want to pick a couple areas where you can move them to threes. You've got some work to do if you want to get anywhere in life. Again, you have a low-stress life, but you're not getting there anywhere very fast. What I find far more commonly, this is the most common situation, is you're going to have some twos and you're going to have some eights. In other words, you've got areas in your life that are yeah, pretty good. You're doing really well. Maybe you're really healthy. You're doing, you know, health-wise, you've taken care of yourself. You exercise pretty regularly, eat eat well, and, you, you know, you've got a good health. Let's say it's an eight. But maybe the money situation, because, you know, let's face it, last couple, three years has been tough economically. Everything costs more. Inflation has definitely taken a bite out of a lot of budgets. I saw an article just today sh- sharing that o- over 80 percent of households are worse off financially than they were uh, just two, three years ago. So obviously money is going to be one of those issues for a lot of home ho- households where it's not as good as it was. Maybe it went down. Again, if you've got a wheel where you say you've got some seven or eights and you've got some two or threes, for example, and again, you have to be honest. The only way this is going to work is you have to be brutally honest with yourself. You don't have to show this to anyone, although I'm going to encourage you do, but you, the key is being brutally honest. If you've got some seven or eights and you've got some two or threes and you're trying to roll down the road with a wheel that looks like that, frankly, you've got a flat tire. Now, how smooth is your ride when you've got a flat tire? The obvious answer is it's not smooth at all. It's a rough ride. That's why you, you look at your life, people that have a wheel that looks like that, they consistently have crises, stress, a lot of things going wrong, and it just it's a very frustrating life. So what do you do? How do you fix it? Well, let's assume your health is pretty good. Let's say you have a 7 or 8 in the health department, and you've got – I don't know, two or three or maybe a five in the money department, let's say. Maybe that's the weakness right now. Well, what do you have to do? You don't want to lose the health, so keep doing what you're doing there because you're you're quite healthy. You need to focus on the weak weakness. What's the area of greatest weakness? And the goal is to bring it up one or two. That's realistic. You might be able to focus on two areas and bring them up one or focus on one area and bring them up a couple. This is where another key part of goal setting, like I said, you notice we haven't even set goals yet. And this is a mistake a lot of people make with goal setting, New Year's resolutions. They don't do the prep work to mentally understand what is really important and really focus on the, the key is focus. Where are you going to focus your time and energy and effort to make a difference, to improve your life? It's often said most people spend more time planning their vacation than they do their life. And it's true. It's sad, but true. Look, you don't have to spend a ton of time planning your life. Please understand. But you do have to spend some time. Otherwise, you're just not going to make the difference. And if you just set a goal, and even if you wrote it down with no action plan or really thought process behind it, the odds of you succeeding at that goal are close to zero. What I'm trying to do here is I've had tremendous success working with people salespeople, whatever it may, individuals, clients, you name it, and walking them through this process, again, a few key concrete steps. By the way, folks, most of these are proven behaviorally, scientifically. This is not, this is not accident. This isn't new. This has been around for decades and decades, well-proven, well-founded, and, and well-respected, and it works. That's the key. It works. Again, you're identifying the areas in your life that are important six or eight areas, you're identifying the levels of where you're at right now where you could be on a scale of 1 to 10, where you'd like to be, I should say, all, ideally. You're identifying the areas that are of weakness. Now, here's what you need to do. Now you've identified an area of weakness. What do you do? I want My goal now is to bring and say it's a 5. I'm going to use money as an example. I'll use health. I'll use a couple others. But let's say your money is a 5. Everything else is doing better. That's your area of weakness. And you want to bring it up one or two, which is realistic. You can't, you're can't. you not going to go from five to ten in a year. That's, it could happen, but highly, highly unrealistic. And then that you're shooting for something. You're shooting for the stars. You're going to likely get frustrated and never accomplish your goal. If you go for something that's too small, you just barely move, move the needle, then it's going to be like, what's worth the effort and time? You don't get any reward from it or a sense of accomplishment, and you'll likely make no difference either in your life. You have to have a goal that's challenging enough but realistic to at least there's a good chance of accomplishing it. So, again, moving one area, a couple of, say, from a five to a seven or a couple areas up one, that's realistic in a year. Okay? Now, here's the key. You identified that area you got to start identifying an action plan now. What can I do? What are some specific concrete steps I can take to improve that area? Now, by the way, here's one of the key things that you need to understand, too, by making these changes. Changes don't happen overnight. In fact, it's often said you create a new habit by repeating it for 21 days, three weeks. That's about right. If you do something consistently every day for three weeks, it's likely going to become a new habit. So the first three weeks are key. All right? You have to really focus and bear down. And what are you going to do for the next three weeks, each day each and every day, to improve this habit? If it's a health habit, you maybe you need to start exercising more. Maybe it's something simple as getting out and walking a few blocks or whatever. Make it simple. Make it measurable. Make it very easy to track, and you, you focus on doing that for the next 21 days. Rain or shine, cold or, you know, doesn't matter. You're going to focus on that goal or that action step to improve that area of your life. Here's the other thing to understand. To improve one area that's weak, you want to try to keep the other areas up to as much as you can. There are already habits. Obviously, if you have a 7 or 8 in your health, you've already got good health habits. Or if you have seven or eight in your money, let's say you've got good money habits or relationships or whatever that area may be. You already have good habits there. You don't want to lose those habits. You, they're already habits, so it's pretty it's easier to maintain them. You may have to back off of them a little bit. And I'll give you an example of the money ones, perfect example. A couple, some time ago, it was a couple of years ago, who their weakness was money. And they understood that, and they were struggling with that, and it was causing stress in their lives and their relationship and their family and all of those things and a lack of money can do that a bad health can do that bad relationships obviously bad partner relationship can do that all any of those these areas can do do that it can make your life rough anyway my point is simple is i said like a ship like a think of an oil tanker a massive ship when it's going across the ocean and it's headed to a destination and let's say you're halfway across the ocean And suddenly the captain realizes the ship is off course. And maybe it's a little bit off course, but it's still off course. What do they do? What does the ship do? Well, they turn the wheel to turn the rudder to turn the ship. And when they do that, what happens? Well, at first, nothing. Why? Takes a while to turn a big ship, doesn't it? 21 days to create a habit, right? Same idea. In other words, you're doing something. You've changed your direction. You've changed your destination. But at first, you immediately, you're not going to see a whole lot of change because it takes a while to turn that big old ship. Now, there's a lot of scientific and human behavior stuff behind this. I don't have time to get into all that. If you want to look it up, research it, or talk to a psychologist or somebody like that, go for it. But trust me on this one. There's just a lot of science behind this. You have to turn the wheel of the ship, but keep keep going without expecting much in the way of results, especially that first 20-day, 21-day critical period of creating that new habit, like I stated. You also may have to oversteer. Let's say you're halfway across the ocean and you realize you're not only off course, you're way off course. You've got to make a major change. What does a captain do with the ship? They oversteer. they got to adjust even more to bring the ship back into alignment of where it's supposed to be going, where the destination should be oversteering means you may have to take away from some of the other areas that you're doing really well at pay a little bit less attention to those don't give them up but you may have to take away from them and what does that mean well stay tuned in the next segment and i'll discuss more about that and the action steps to accomplish that and again make 2024 the best year of your life
1: Stay tuned for more common sense from Ference. For more information, contact Ferrence at 866 268 4422 or YourPersonalBank.com. That's 866 268 4422 Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Want more information? Contact Ferrence at 866 866- 268-4422, or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Now back to the show with Ferrance Toast.
2: Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ferrance and today we're discussing the Wheel of Life. Now, if you've missed this, again, go to yourpersonalbank.com, my website. You can listen to this or any of the previously recorded shows anytime you want, There's several years of shows there, by the way, and each has its own topic. This one's going to be called the Wheel of Life and Goal Setting. So it'll be really easy to find. So if you did miss the first uh, segment or two, I'm going to strongly encourage you go back and listen because each segment is building upon the previous one. So you're just going to miss out if you caught me in the middle, if you will, of this. So, again, go back, yourpersonalbank.com, Wheel of Life, Goal Setting, We've set up our wheel of life. We've identified our six or eight areas of life that are important to us. We've we've given them a scale of one to ten, how important they are. We drew a circle around that, and we determined that either we want to increase a couple areas by one or one area by a couple, and if we've got, like most people, we've kind of got a flat tire, we maybe have to oversteer on an area of weakness to bring it up more in line with some of the others. So let's say you've got great health. You obviously want to keep eating healthy. You obviously want to keep exercising or doing whatever you've been doing to keep your health up. But if your money situation is weak, you might have to do something to increase your income. This couple, as I shared with, we discussed different options because money was their weakness, and it was causing stress in the family and the husband and wife and all of that. And as I stated to them, it might mean for a period of time – he may have to take on extra hours. He had a, in his case, happened to have a job, take on extra uh, overtime and different things like that. And he's, and he was, this was a guy who was very family oriented, very focused. I mean, he was a nine or 10 on the family. Awesome. And this was a real struggle for him because it would meant giving up some family time. But I said, uh, I asked him a simple question. Is the lack of money causing financial stress? Is it causing stress in the family? He goes, absolutely. And that, Frustrated him, I said, Pull, "Bring the family together. Address this issue. Right? They know about it, and, the, and he had older kids, they're teen like teenage eight kids, younger kids. Sometimes it's a little tougher with, but if you've got older ones, I certainly can understand. Sit down with your wife and your kids, and tell them this is what's going on. Here's the situation. It's no big secret, okay? And I'm gonna have to take on some extra hours, overtime for the next six months, maybe a year, whatever. That was his, their situation to address this. Oversteer the ship." as I was stating earlier in the last, last segment, overdoing an area for a while, for a period of time, to bring that weakness back in line. Now, if it was health, well, obviously, you'd be eating. You know, we have all these fad diets and everything else out there. Folks, for, you know, a th- thousands of years, <laughs> there's really one solution to getting in better health. It's And every doctor worth their salt will tell you this. You eat better, you you move exercise, and get get good rest. Those are the three areas you need to focus on. So if, if health is your issue, now I understand people have, you know, accidents. They got, you know, diseases, things like that occur. And there's other things they need to do. But I'm talking about general health. Eat right, exercise, get a good rest. I mean, that works, period. That was one of the fallacies of this whole COVID thing. Everybody was focused on the shot and vaccines and different things like that as a solution. The reality was, if you were in worse health, you were more likely to get COVID or any other infectious disease, for that matter. That's not rocket science. That's nothing new. That's something we've known forever. All of us have known. And to deny that is just to deny reality. If you're in better health, you're less likely to get sick. So what do you do to stay healthy? You eat right, you exercise, and you get good rest. If you're not doing those things, as I stated— Set a 21-day goal to create a new habit to start doing some of those things. If it's walking around the block, eating less—you know, eating less junk food and eating something more healthy, sleeping like—you know, going to bed at the right time, getting up, whatever it may be—start setting those specific, measurable things you can do. If it's relationships, that's another one that's actually not too difficult to accomplish. Relationships are all based on quality time spent together. It's that simple. If you're having a challenge in relationships, okay, some of these other areas, if you're having financial stress or health stress, they can certainly carry over and negatively impact relationships. Of course, that's obvious to anyone. But also a way to address it is just spend some time with the with the spouse or the kids or whatever whatever area it is you, the relationship's not as strong as you'd like it to be, Spend some time doing the things that they like doing or that you things that you like doing together. It's really not that complicated. So if it meant taking your wife out to dinner once a week or to a movie or do something fun that she enjoyed, well, so be it. Especially if you have ignored those kinds of things and you have not been doing it like you would like to, you want to take some specific, concrete steps and do those kinds of things. And there's many other things you can do. I'm just throwing out one example. You may have to oversteer on the relationship or the money or the health or the spirituality or whatever other area that's an area of weakness that's important to you for a period of time. You would you sit like this couple did, sat the kids down. He sat down with his wife. And this is what's interesting. This is what's amazing. When you sit down with the people that are important to you in your life, loved ones, where you've honestly assessed your life, your situation. You've honestly assessed the area of weakness that you would like to address and improve. And you honestly come up with concrete steps that you can take, whether in this, this couple's situation where the husband was going to take on some extra overtime. We specified how much overtime hours per month he needed to add on to fix the financial problem, for example. Or the health situation, how much exercise or how many times a week you're going to, you know, walk or, you know, go take a walk or exercise, lift weights, whatever it may be. I don't care. When he sat the family down and said, hey, this is this. Is what's going on. Here's what I, I propose to do. Guess what happens to the people that are that your loved ones? In most cases, if they see that you are sincere, they're going to get on board and they're going to start encouraging you. In fact, that's exactly what happened here. And what happens now is your family, your loved ones, these people, where it's important, are going to become your greatest accountability partners and cheerleaders. I'm going to share a personal story. When I first started in the financial business, it's going back 25 years now, at the time when I first started, I was not in a good financial position. And so I needed to go and go meet clients and 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 generate business and all that kind of stuff to make a living, to make more money, to fix the financial situation. And back in those days, if I create, if I generated one new client a week, for example, that was an okay week. You know, it was barely acceptable. Okay, two two new clients a week was was adequate. That was that was considered doing a good job, and three or more was doing a great job. So I set a very specific specific goal that my wife liked to go out to eat at that time. And so we would go out to eat each week. But if I sold if I did one or zero, we would go out somewhere really cheap, like uh, fast food. Now this was before I started eating healthier and doing these other things. I was pretty I was still young. I could do those things back then. But I'm using this as an example because this was an area of weakness of mine twenty five years ago. So as I stated, we would go out, it was something cheap, fast food type thing. If I, if I uh, got two new clients in a week, we would go somewhere, you know, decent, you know, average, you know like an Applebee's or, you know, a you know, typical chain restaurant type of thing, right? Somewhere nicer, sit down, but nothing expensive. If I generated three new clients that week, we could go out and, and go out somewhere nice, you know, a nice place. And guess what happened when I made that commitment and identified that? Every day, my wife was at that point pretty much would say, uh, well, so what are you doing today? What do you got going on? How are you doing? How's this week look shaping up? In other words, I had an accountability partner. I had somebody who was, that cared about what I was doing, and I cared about what they thought of me. That's the key of an accountability partner, somebody you, actually, you respect or care about what they think, and you bring them on board in your action plan. You also help them know where the goal is going to be. The reward you have to have a action plan, and then a reward. If you don't reward yourself for successful action, you will, you will, you will defeat yourself because your your subconscious will actually then say, "Hey, we did the work, but we don't get we don't get the reward." It will then self sabotage you, and that's where a lot of people fail. I'll use one more example of this. I had a a agent of mine. Who worked with me for a number number of years ago? Again, same kind of situation. Uh, he was dealing with a financial situation. He was getting back on his feet. And by the way, a lot of people in the financial industry—that's a dirty little secret. Especially when they start, um, they probably got into this field a lot of times because finances were an interest of theirs, and they were struggling financially. And this was a way for them to get back on their feet themselves. Now, once you, once you become more uh, established and experienced, uh, you know, those things, if they're successful, that goes away. But just so you know, if you're working with somebody new, there's a very high likelihood uh, they're struggling financially, and that's why they're in this field. Not that that's a bad thing. Not that that's a negative thing. A lot of those people are hungry. They're coachable. They're hungry. They're motivated. That could be positives. I want you to understand. But I also want to share with you the real world, what's going on out there. But this particular agent, again, having st- – Financial struggles. He had um, young adult children living at home, you know, high school, college age. He had some bigger goals to accomplish, and he set some weekly things like like I shared, like going out to dinner with the wife each week, that kind of thing. But he also wanted to get the family involved, and he set a bigger goal. So they love they loved, particularly loved going on Vegas weekends. We were living in Phoenix, so going to Vegas for a three or four day weekend was relatively easy to do, cost a little bit more, but you know, for a few hundred bucks, you could get some deals, have a great weekend with the family. And that's something they they love going to the shows and different things like that. This was just again, something they love to do. And I and we determined based on his goals, doing something like that quarterly made sense. And they liked that idea. So he got sat the family down and did this. Guess what? <laughs> family, his wife, his kids, starting he says he goes ferrence i can't i can't sit he's, he's kind of joking a little later he goes i can't sit down and take a break without one of my wife my wife or one of my kids saying hey dad what are you doing are we going to get are we on track for vegas this this quarter because after they went on their first it just motivated the the heck out of him and he accomplished the goal then he did it again and then he came to me and he said you know we already did the Vegas thing. I did I did accomplish the goal, but I was thinking we'd we'd wait and save up the money and maybe go on a bigger trip later. I said, No, don't you dare. Because again, your subconscious will self-sabotage you if you you set the goal, you did the action plan, you have to follow through with the reward, or your your subconscious will work against you. You can set another bigger goal later and go on a bigger trip, but you have to satisfy this the the action plan. And the goal and the reward, which he did. And then again, later he set bigger goals and they started doing more. But he found it surprising how, when they drove back from that first Vegas trip, how on the drive back, the kids were just ecstatic the family, when they were, Dad, we're going to do this again next year or next quarter, I should say. So it really was, again, a motivating factor that accountability, having that accountability to follow through and do what's needed. I'm going to finish up with some few thoughts here at the end. I think you'll find very valuable, and I hope some of you listening find this Wheel of Life and goal-setting action plan, setting a, setting a goal, getting the reward. I hope you find this inspiring and make a difference this year, make 2024 the greatest year you've ever had. Stay tuned. I'll share a few more thoughts at the end.
1: Stay tuned for more common sense from Ferens. For more information, contact Ferens at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Want more information? Contact Ference at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Now back to the show with Ference Toth.
2: Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ference and I'm doing my annual Wheel of Life and Goal Setting session, first, first week of the year, and I just want to last... I'm going to finish up with a few thoughts, but I just want to say I really appreciate everybody that's been listening to the show, the positive feedbacks that, the feedback that I've been getting. You can always email me at info at your dot com. Again, that's info at your dot com. If you have any questions about anything, I can help you financially or whatever. Or you have some questions about the the wheel of life and the goal setting and some specific things. I'd be happy to respond and, and help you and in, in accomplishing and making a difference this year. And like I said, one of the things I'm going to encourage everyone to do, we've discussed this on the show so many times in the last several years, and that is our country is headed in the direction most of us don't like. We understand most of us are going, if we want to make a difference, if we want to make a change and change it back, we're going to have to get more involved. We're going to have to do more than we've done in the past, other than like I used to do. I'm just as guilty as most where I was – raising my family, building my business, and about a week, month or so before the general election, I'd pull my head up, look around, see who was running, do a little research, and decide who I was going to vote for. And then once the election was over, go back to whatever I was doing, assuming that those that were elected would, in general, do the job that they were elected to do. Of course, the lack of attention that we have paid just giving our elected representatives free reign to do what in essence, whatever they want. And fortunately, in most cases now, they're doing whatever benefits them, not the country or their constituents, us, because they were able to get away with it. We did this for decades, so we weren't paying attention. We weren't doing anything about it. And so people that like to take advantage saw an opportunity. That's That always happens in life, by the way. When you leave the doors unlocked you don't have any security and you have nice stuff in your home, thieves tend to find a way to get to your stuff and break into that house because it's easy. You made it easy. If you have some security, you have a security system in place and good lighting and all that, they're going to go to an easier target. The type of people who are grifters, who are thieves, who are who they're looking for the easy way out. I mean, Almost anybody, if they're really honest with themselves, understands, even with the challenges our country has, if you work hard and you do a good job and you, you provide a service, you're going to get paid and you're going to be successful, at least in some respects. It's going to require work, con- consistent, steady work. That's, that's the key to success. There is really no shortcut to success unless you steal your way there. I understand occasionally somebody gets lucky and wins a lottery or something like that or has a brilliant idea, you know, they invent something and it just takes off. That does happen on occasion. But that's that is by by far the minority. The majority of people who are successful and I've worked with literally thousands of clients in my career who have done well have done it through consistent, long-term, steady work. That's how you succeed in this in this world, in this country. Well, those that are looking for shortcuts, and there's always people like that, thieves, you know, things like that. Well, guess what? Some people have figured out you know if they're personable and they've got some ambition, they can go ahead and get elected to office and then do whatever the heck they want pretty much, and self-enrich themselves. How many people have we seen gone into Congress, for example, or president, or you name it, any elected office, and they went in and they didn't they weren't worth much? economically. And by the time they got out of office, oftentimes worth millions and tens of millions, even it's become a way to become wealthy. And once you get in, you're pretty much you're it's easy. You know what I mean? Because nobody's paying attention. They're not being held accountable. We have to have one of those. I would encourage you on that wheel of life. One of those six or eight items is what are you going to do for the community? What are you going to do for our country? Uh, JFK said it uh, don't don't ask for the country what it's going to do for you but what you can do for your country. We're in one of those places. It's a challenging time to live. I understand that. It's also an interesting time to live. We're at a crossroads. Our country is go- is headed in one direction more towards socialism, no question, marxism if you will, whatever you want to call it, is it going to continue down that path or are we going to move back towards democracy, freedoms, constitutional rights, are we going to move more towards the land of dependency like we've been doing or more back to the land of opportunity? It's uncertain at this time whether that's going to happen. And one person isn't going to change it. It's going to take many people doing a lot of things, a lot of small things that will never be, maybe never noticed to make the difference. But the combined... Cumulative total of all those efforts will, can, and will make a difference. That's my encouraging message to you. So, for 2024, if you set up a wheel of life to make your life better, make one of those categories community service or whatever you're going to do to make this country a better place, our society a better place. Give us more free. What are you going to do to help ensure we maintain our freedoms, for example? Now, if you've done nothing in the past, this is going to be easy. It was a zero, right? A one, a one right? Maybe you voted. Okay, so if all you did was basically vote, I'll give you a one. But uh, maybe a two because somebody didn't vote, with would be a one. So, okay, you get a two. What else are you going to do? I mean, there's so many things you can do. You can get involved with a candidate you like. You can volunteer. You can volunteer and get out the vote efforts. Scott Pressler. If you haven't heard that name, I encourage you to go on social media and look it up. He's been very much involved in get out the vote efforts. Okay. Uh, you can become a precinct committee person for your for the for your party. You can do all kinds of different things. You can find a candidate, like I said, you not only support him financially, but support him in terms of volunteering and helping them. Somebody who would actually represent us, the constituents, hopefully, rather than just enriching themselves. Well, if you're a one or a two, let's say, because you weren't doing much about it before, it'd be easy to move it up to, a, you know, three, four, five even maybe, right, in this next year. And your efforts might just make a difference. What else have you got to lose? If we do nothing, we know the direction this country is headed. We know our freedoms are going away. And we know we'll have less rights in the future. We've been told over and over again that our le our elected and bureaucratic leaders want to fundamentally change this country, and they've repeatedly praised uh, they love China, their system, the Chinese system, which is communist, by the way, folks. So if that's a direction you're okay with, then do nothing, because that's where we're headed. I don't believe most of us are willing to do that. And I heard something the other day that was inspiring, and this is: there's too many, too. There was too much blood spilled in Gettysburg and on the beaches of Normandy to support freedoms, just to allow it to die on the vine, something to that effect. And I found that very powerful. But let me, before I finish, I've got a few more minutes. I want to, a couple other quick thoughts on this goal setting, the wheel of life and all that. One of the big things, too, is, as I stated, you have to be brutally honest with yourself in terms of what areas of life are important to you. You have to be brutally honest about what the rating is you give yourself. Where are you at from a 1 to 10? And be honest. You have to set an action plan, a realistic one, and the first 21 days is the most important, the most critical, to create a new habit. You have to ruthlessly eliminate other goals. In other words, you can only focus on one or two. I stated, one or two areas. You can move one area up maybe a couple points and or a couple areas, a point each. You can't do too many things. You'll burn out it won't work. It's like they call it the four-burner theory. You can't run all four burners because you're going to have to turn the others down and you will fail. There's so many things that can be done, and there are also so many ways to fail. Most important thing I found is having an accountability partner, somebody you care about or at least care about what they think. Oftentimes that may be one of you, a loved one or something like that, but somebody that's there to help keep you accountable because that's probably going to be the biggest cause of success or failure in any goal you set. It's the piece that the most people miss or are not willing to take because it kind of puts you out there if you know what I mean. It makes you you we even recognize if we have an accountability partner and we fail, we're going to disappoint somebody we care about. So it puts us out there. But that's the whole point. If you want to actually succeed, you need to do that. You have to get outside of your comfort zone a little bit. Otherwise, your wheel of life, whatever that may be, if you've got a flat tire or you've got a bunch of twos and threes and you've got a fairly smooth life but you're just not going very far very fast, nothing's going to change. If you want change, you've got to get out of your comfort zone a little bit and do things a little bit differently. We've all heard the adage, uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, right? So I'm just going to leave a – I'm going to finish up on a, a few of these thoughts. There's a lot of things, a lot of news I could get to. I'm going to start that up next week again, bring, keep you up to speed on what's going on in the economy, what's what to expect money-wise, how to make better financial decisions, how to take control of your life, your money. Money's not the, uh, the only thing in life, but it is one of those key six or eight things that are important to pretty much everyone's life because you need it to eat – you need it to have a roof over your head and you need it to have wear clothing and you know the basics is what I'm tra- trying to say food shelter clothing do require money to either buy or and or maintain so money's a necessary uh part of life. it's not evil. that's the other thing I get all the time. I hear you know the, particularly from the Christian standpoint, money is not evil the um The love of money that's what the Bible says the love of money is what's evil. Money is nothing more than a dollar bill. You can look at it. It's nothing more than a tool. It's a tool just like a hammer, hammers a nail or a saw cuts a board. You can use the tool for to accomplish something great. You can build something or you can take a hammer and you can tear it down. You can do the same thing with money. You can make build something positive for the future or you can tear it down and waste it and make things worse. I just want to finish with the thought I had at the very beginning. I want to leave this thought one more time. As our country continues to have political and economic challenges, and I do believe 2024 is going to be a chaotic year, we're going to have more and more people questioning what they believed. This creates opportunity, and we can look, listen, encourage these people, and most importantly, educate. Again, if they're willing to listen, educate. And that can make the difference in helping them, welcoming them, to join us in saving our country, this country that so many of us have known and love and want to bring it back. Stay tuned next week. I'm going to have some great information. We're going to kick off the year strong. Lots of great information. We're going to weather this economic chaos that we're likely going to be dealing with and thrive, come out the other side stronger than ever. Stay tuned next week. And as always, as long as it's on our money, in God we trust.
1: Listen Tuesdays at noon and Saturdays at 1 to the Your Personal Bank Show for more information. Contact Ferentz at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. This show is designed to provide accurate authoritative information. The presenter and guests of this program do not engage in legal, accounting, or tax advice. Professional advice regarding your situation should be sought if required. Some products discussed may have limitations and not be available in all states. Excessive unpaid loans may affect performance. Distributions may become taxable if not managed properly. Replacements may not be suitable for everyone. There may be charges when replacing coverage. Dividend rates and bank line of credit rates may change. For current rates, contact Ference at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, that's 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com.